Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You have joined uh, the Talking Pop Shop, uh, Ohio Distance Running Podcast, your number one Ohio running podcast out there. Um, guys, you want to tell them about the, the new update to the, the quality of our podcast? Yeah, so we have a brand new studio here at Walsh that uh, we bought it out after earning so much revenue from our first episode. It's just unbelievable what we got going on. I'm glad we made this investment, guys. I mean, we got, uh, have individual microphones, individual headphones, and we have a laptop running Adobe Audition. So uh, this is just great. Wise choice, guys. <laughs> Shout out Adobe Audition. <laughs> yeah, all about the viewers. Hunter, you going to get started? Absolutely. Let's talk some shop, boys. Um, this time, by the way, we're going to definitely mention some of the, the great college women from Ohio. Uh, I uh, admittedly did not talk about them last time. I just didn't have the research to back up some things. I didn't want to give out some uh, some bad takes. So this time I definitely made sure I uh, did my part and researched a lot better. And, you know, we'll definitely talk about them throughout the, the podcast. So without further ado, let's go to Penn State spiked track spike invitational uh, Youngstown State was in attendance there from the teams from Ohio. And I thought they ran quite well. Wouldn't you say so, Nathan? Yeah. I mean, let's, yeah. Let's I unpack thought it. they yeah. ran great. Uh, um, so Youngstown at Penn State, uh, Penguins have another strong showing over the 5.2-mile distance. Very gotta odd. Love gotta love it. I mean, <laughs> weird. Uh, makes it hard to kind of see that. You have to compare, like, that course. And even then, it's not a for sure, like, comparison because of weather or whatnot. It, I mean, it's just weird. We do have the conversions on here, though, yeah. from uh, – from math, we converted the time. It's Shout a, out math. I believe it's a it's a pretty what hilly, not fast course. Not very a fast fair. course. It's, I'd say it's extremely fair for when I see. I knew Big Tens was there a few years ago. I remember talking to Arjun. It's a pretty fair course for sure. Um, so let's uh, let's take you through the what how they got seventh. So we got Easterling at fourteenth place, Hunter Christopher nineteenth, Tyler Clark thirtieth, Ryan Meadows forty six, Tyler Kuhn fifty six. I want a special shout out to Tyler Kuhn. Uh, a month ago, they ran this same exact course. And he ran 54 seconds faster this time than last time and 20 places higher, wow. uh, which I thought was pretty crazy. And they also got seventh as a team last time, and there was only eight teams. And there was definitely better competition this time, and they still got seventh. So huge shout-out to the Penguin country. Uh, let's ride. Yeah, I mean, Chase Easterling, first man again, um, ahead of uh, Christopher. Chris- it's starting to become a, a trend a Christopher. little bit. I mean, Joe Pianami saw the same thing. Hunter, I feel like Easterling's starting to open up, you know. I mean, I remember Graham talking about it last time. He definitely dealt with some injuries last year that could have been a big part to why uh, he hasn't been up there as much as he should be. And this year it's really shown, I feel like. Right, well, you talk about uh, you get injured, how much it can waver your confidence. Christopher's really been kind of steady Eddie throughout his whole career. And uh, um, uh, Chase really got kind of probably knocked off um, last year with being injured and whatnot, but he's just kind of gaining more and more confidence every meet. And I think that's really going to show get into the postseason. For sure. So, Nate, well, one last thing before we uh, kind of go on to the next uh, meet this weekend. Uh, show us their conversion times, Nate, if you don't mind. I know you did the calculations oh, on this. Okay, so conversion times. Uh, so Chase this is just an 8K, by the way. 25-34 for the 5.2-mile distance, which converted down to 24-24. Uh, he was followed by Hunter Christopher and Tyler Clark, who ran 8K converted times of 24-40 and 24-53. Shout out T. Clark. He's running great. Uh, Got to represent Neo. Uh, then we have Ryan Meadows and Tyler Kuhn with converted times of 25-12 and 25-26. Uh, I'm going to say that overall, it was a great day for uh, the Penguin Country. Um, they did miss a few performances from the Gio Piani Invitational, but overall their consistency has been a lot better than this year, and it's pretty much improved uh, every single meet thus far this year. So sure. For sure. Um, good sure. performance over there uh, at the yeah. Penn State National Open for YSU. Let's, uh, let's take it over to the Arturo Barrios invite. That was down in Texas A&M. 
Uh, Ohio State men's and women's competed there, and this is the first time we talked about Ohio State. They didn't race the last time, that weekend, the last time we recorded, but, you know, they, they had a strong showing. They got second. Um, Tominga, big 11th place finish, 24-06. It was followed by a 23rd place finish, 33rd, 35th, 38th, and that was by a bunch of Ohio boys, Coplo, Carney, mm-hmm. Zubin, and Caleb Martin, uh, Lakota West Firehawk, I, I, Firebird, I don't know. Firebird, yep. It's a sick mascot, whatever it is. <laughs> Shout out Lakota West, yeah. Um, but yeah, take us through Ohio State. What do you think about? I don't know. Do you know I, that course? Do you know that course? I, I've never heard of this. I don't course. know the course, I know the but meaning. I mean, I know courses down there. It's kind of like the high school national course, the one that they run. Noah, you know which one I'm talking about, right? On the dirt road. The one. Uh, the one where uh, Newberry Park went one, two, three last year. Mount Sac one. I mean, right? No, oh. not Mount Sac. I don't know. The Newberry Park. You said yeah, last year. No, that's last running. Year. That's yeah, yeah, the running lane, yeah, Alabama. It's, it's the same kind of course, though. I mean, uh, you just don't get a ton okay. of rain down. You just gotcha. Don't get a ton of rain oh, down you mean terrain? Same wide. We're talking yeah, real yeah, yeah. flat, dry grass, dirt yeah. track type yeah. thing. Um, I was but good for them. They ran pretty good, regardless, though. I thought um, they did. They competed very well, and that's what's important on a day like that. Yeah, uh, sure. I was. I think this yeah. is the best race we've seen from uh, Nathaniel Taminga. I believe, if I'm pronouncing that right, um, I think so. Ran 24:06. Competed uh, really well with the field. Uh, sure. Texas Tech, Baylor, Arkansas there, uh, Texas A&M, obviously. And he was their number one runner. I believe that's the first time that he has done this this season. Yeah, yeah, Tominga. Nice job. Nice facial hair, by the way. That I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen him, but... Is he the one with the facial hair? It rocks. Oh, he rocked it. He rocks. He's the one who's a caveman-looking dude. Yeah. Yeah, not in a defensive way. It's sick. No one else can rock that. But, yeah, I know we mentioned them, but shout-outs to... The Ohio natives, uh, Giovanni Coppolo, 24-17, new personal record. Sean Carney, Zupin Ja, and Caleb Martin all run 24-30-ish, which is a PR, I believe, for all of them. So yeah, it is. big PRs for most of the team. They ran really well. Uh, excited to see what the Buckeyes uh, have for the remainder of the season. Same. Um, so. Then quickly, woman shout-out, of course. They won the race. Wow. They won the dang meet. Um, they're a really good team, that woman squad down in Columbus, Ohio. Addie Angles, she's you know one of the top runners in the country, um, and she went twenty oh two, get second, got second place. Some Florida runner, eighteen fifty eight per six k. That's disgusting. That's I disgusting. Bl- I believe I was actually, I was looking on Runner Space this morning, and they had a video replay of her finishing the meet with some kind of cool edit with music, and she bl- broke the course record by a minute and six seconds. Let me say that again, a minute and six seconds. That's pretty wow. unbelievable. But you do not see Crazy. that happening very often Never. at any level. At any level. Right. No, that's completely... Unless it's like a high school course, like, (laughs) in the woods or something that no one ever goes to. Mickey Mouse. Sure. Yeah, sure. Also, Daniel Santos, 2017.8 for her. And, yeah, Ohio State woman look really good. That's fast. I believe they're ranked uh, second in the region. Yeah. Definitely. Behind uh, a stacked Notre Dame team and then Toledo in third. Yeah. Which... um, Speaking of Toledo... Perfect perfect transition. That's what I was going to say, yeah. And the Nutty Comb. Let's jump into the Toledo women's team and then we'll do Toledo uh, men's team and Nutty Comb. Um, They did really good. And, you know, talking to some inside sources that may or may not go to Toledo, um, it was a great day for them. And it was was easy to see. Uh, 12th place uh, in the race and most of the best teams in the nation were there. Um, so they're actually nationally ranked 16th, which is pretty pretty unbelievable. Yeah, it was a really stacked meet um, there at uh, Nutty Comb. Uh, let's look at Toledo's top five uh, for the 12th place finish. You got Joy Churcher, 
going 24, 24, 35th place. Faith Linga, 70th place, uh, 20, 39. Madeline Vining, maybe. Uh, sorry, I pronounced that wrong. She got 99th with a 20.55. Vining. Vining. You're right. Lou, Lou Troy. Troyce? Troyce, yep. Troyce. Uh, she got 142nd with 21.08. And rounding out their scoring was Emily Vining. Uh, sisters? Probably? Twins. 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 157th place, 21.16. Heck of a job, ladies. Yeah. I, uh, again, special shout out to them. I believe uh, coming into this meet, they were ranked. They weren't even ranked. They weren't no. even in the top 30. They received votes. So they were right on the bubble, but now I think this moves up uh, them to number 16th nationally. Yeah, truly a good and confidence boost. This is a Toledo yeah. squad that has five of their top five returning next year. Wow. So That's crazy. That's scary to think about. <laughs> that That's very scary. So Historically, I mean, teams that have done that have uh, progressed very well to the next year because not a whole lot of people are doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so shout out Toledo. Wild day, I'm sure, that was filled with tons of emotion. So, yeah. Good yeah. job, Toledo Women's. Let's transition to the men now. They got fourth. They were actually in the B, re- B race. I'm sorry. Um, Dennis Mute, you know, we had him, I think, 10th, the individual power rankings last week, and not sure if many people are too happy with that, that but, you know, uh, he stepped up to this week extremely well, 2401. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one thing I will say about Toledo is they haven't ran a truly PR course yet. I feel like it hasn't been anything insane. I mean, when did John McNichols, an NXR course, that's not fast. Nutty Columbus, I mean, it might be fast because of competition, but terrain-wise, it is not. It's a hilly course. So I really do think that Toledo team, once they go to a fast course, they will, you'll see some some really quick time, especially from Mute. Yeah. Um, I want to point out some guys that uh, Dennis Mutai did beat. He took down names such as uh, Jace Assenbringer. I don't know if you guys remember uh, when uh, Newberry Park won their first national title. Jace Assenbringer was their number two runner on that squad. He took down Liam Anderson. Oh, yeah who was from California, he was NXN champ, and also Lucas Bonds, hey. uh, our Ohio native, who I believe has run 355 in the yeah. miles. So, uh, I mean, uh, Dennis, he's he's taking out some legit names. Yeah, and you don't know the story on these other guys. Maybe something's not going, but, I mean, at the end of the day, he ran really well. Um, and after, he yeah. had a he had a pretty cool Instagram post, and uh, the caption was, interviewed after winning my fast race in NCAA D1. Still under construction. Big boys, we are coming. And Dennis Mutai, he's coming indeed. He's coming. He's going to wreck you. <laughs> it's game on. Big boys are coming, baby. It's um, game on. I love the confidence. I really do. And he had right to, He went 29-16 last year in the 10K. This kid's a stud. Yeah. And um, now that he's D1, he can kind of showcase that. So it's it's cool to see. Absolutely. Uh, Toledo rounds out their top five, run under, tw- right oh, under, under 25. 25 minutes. All under 25, which is solid. And again, no super fast course to really yeah. throw those PRs down. So. I mean, they're going to be dangerous when they get to run on the quick course. I don't know if they are, but if they do... We'll, we'll, we'll be dangerous head-to-head against any team, I It'll think. be interesting, yeah, yeah. for sure. Uh, next, we'll go to Bradley Pink and Miami of Ohio. Another pretty solid showing. Uh, sixth place with some good teams in there. Uh, Green Valley was in there. A couple other big team names. Uh, the big, big to me, what stood out for me from the Ohio teams, which was just Miami in this race, was Opes of Feta, another sub-24 performance. Sixth place, 23-40. He's so dominant. He's on fire right now. Yeah, I believe only like a fraction of a second behind uh, Caleb Futter, one of GV's top runners, who's a several-time All-American. Yeah, so got out kicked, looks like the Futter, or maybe not, but it was close, whatever happened there. 23-39-4 to 23-39-6, so insane battle for sure. I mean, yeah, Miami looks really good. Here's their other top, or their other top five, yeah. Uh, Charles Harders, 23-59. Jake Bertelson, 24-04. 
McGinnis, 24-30, and Dan Conway, 24-32. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty solid. It was That's a really impressive. fast day, I noticed. A ton of guys, sub-24. Where's the Where's the Bradley Pink course at? It's in Illinois, Bradley University. I ran there, Illinois. actually. I ran there right. in 2018. Let's hear it. Let's, let's um, get some course notes. Fast. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Fast. About it. It's flat. So, I mean, maybe a couple of rolling hills, but... With competition, it's going to go fast, as yeah. we saw this past, uh, this past Friday, obviously. Yeah. Once again, back to Obzefeta. Third straight lactic rating of 14 flat. Oh, my gosh. Got to love a pull-up with the a lactic st- ratings. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> that's a stat and a half right there. And lactic, I mean, that website's tough on your 5K. You can run, like, 23 flat, and it'll barely have you sub-14. So for him to do that, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, and yes. let's, let's also shout out the women of Miami with uh, Carmen Riano. Got the win, sub-20, 86K. That's, that's unbelievable. She got the win on that. And then Ava Noodle got seventh in that race, 20-24. So great job to them, the Red Hawks. And then our next race we're going to talk about, a little recap of the Jenna Strong. All I wanted to say about that, uh, it wasn't, I think Cedarville ran their B team. It wasn't anything crazy. But uh, Wilmington, again, had their top three sub-25, and it, it, it was cool to see. Uh, uh, Hayes, I think, went 24-26. George Rick at 24-40s, then Tobin sub-25. Uh, again, they're experiencing that death issue, one, two, three. That might hurt them later on, so mm-hmm. we'll see. But uh, it was cool to see the big three at Wilmington doing their thing. All right, and let's do some more uh, shout-outs on the individual sides. That's not just the team. We have Jeff Joseph at the Connecticut College Invitational. Uh, he's a Mount Union athlete. He ran 24-17 yeah. in a pretty competitive field. I mean, especially running uh, in Division three, like that is a legit time. Yeah, That's going to take you far. And uh, let's go... Jack Begley from Oberlin, who ran 24.58, and jo- Joseph uh, Jaster, uh, who ran at Oberlin, and ran 25.18. Yeah. This was at the... Oh, and they were both run for Case, Case Western. Western. Mm-hmm. And I also want to shout out um, Ohio uh, true freshman's Luke Andresik, who ran unattached, and he ran 24.59 at the Bradley Pink Invitational. That was his 8K conversion. And uh, Drennan Atkins, who ran... Twenty five oh one for five miles. Uh, I do not know where he ran. Uh, the only thing huh. I know is that he uh, commented his post on Strava, uh, and I quote: "He he 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 ha Fortnite dance." So yeah. seems legit to me, honestly. Yeah, take that as real. Uh, also, another shout out: we have Cal Yakin from well, Waterbine. We'll, we'll talk about that team in a oh. second. Actually, right, you, we're, we're not quite you, there yet. Sorry. Okay. All right, you take but, us uh, away. Uh, no, oh, other shout out though: Arjun Jaw, the twenty three forty three at Nuttycomb. Um, yeah, he's been sub twenty four several times this year. I know from his Strava post, he wasn't. Extremely happy with his place. He got 43rd, but um, he's a stud. You know, he's a, good, a legitimate All-American D1 runner. So, I mean, keep up the great things, Arjun. Uh, I'll see you at Max, hopefully. Trying to make the trek out, so we'll see. Then the last shout-out before we round up our college talk is Alex Phillips' workout. He was off this weekend in Oberlin. I don't think he's running too many meets. Uh, if I had to guess, he's probably peaking, obviously, for Nationals, but also he's probably going to try to run that Grand Valley State 5K that he ran last year and broke 14 on. Um he had a really nice workout on Friday. So he had, this is Strava post, at two miles up, two miles at race pace, 9.14, five-minute rest, half of it being jogging, three-mile road tempo at 5.03 pace, three-and-a-half-minute rest, one mile hard at 4.21, three down. That's crazy. <laughs> That's Alex Phil for you, though. He'll, he'll do stuff like that. So that dude, um, that dude has some nutty workouts. Hey, I mean, he's a beast. So, um, Yeah. Let's uh, round out the teams at uh, for college. Uh, Falcon invite. We had a Dayton easy team win. Um, they looked pretty solid. Wasn't the fastest of days. You sometimes that fourth course is fast. Andy Payne went twenty four flat there twenty twenty to get second. And G Max behind Josh Park at twenty three fifty nine. Winner only went twenty four forties twenty four fifties. So it wasn't anything special, but nonetheless, Dayton nice job. Uh, lastly, 
we want to talk about Augustana and Vlad. It's a D3 race, and Otterbein destroyed it. They, um, they wanted that signature race, and by golly, I think they got it. Uh, it was capped off by um, Kayak in 23.50. Gets Dang. them third at the meet, and they got fifth as a team, which it's a stacked race, so great job to them. Uh, Bill, B, Bill Daly, BD3, that's my boy from uh, back home. 24.33, got 34th. John Nice, 24.36, 38th. Gage Byrise, 24-38, 41st. And Liam Wallace, 24-47, 51st. Big PRs for, Dang. I think, pretty much everyone. Yeah, definitely all those guys. So, heck of a job to them. Kelly Akin, man. He's legit. I feel like he's really come on this cross-country season. Had man. a very good track season yeah. uh, last year, but he's really coming in on the cross-country scene. I mean, he put me in a coffin at uh, the Ohio <laughs> meet at Cedarville this year. Like, put you to bed. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'm going to call myself out there. I did not yeah. race well, but he, he put me in a coffin. Ooh. So. Wow. I mean, this guy. Uh, what do you what do you think for, uh, placement for at Kalyak? And obviously, team always comes first. But let's go individual for Kalyak uh, at yeah, D three I mean, championships. Individual uh, FX team. What do you too, think and, he's um, looking for there? Well, he was. Uh, if I did, I think he was sixteenth last year, and I could be wrong. So 16th. don't quote me on that. Wow. But uh, top five this year. Really? I think there'll be three OAC runners top five. Wow. Um, I think Phillips wins it. Simon Hayes top three. Uh, Cal top five. The Buckeye Buckeye State man. We're putting names out there, especially it, it in D three. Yes, sir. Uh, lastly, the Oberlin, uh, some women I want to talk about. Holt Murphy, big win, by the way. And then the JCU girls got the win. Great job to them. Uh, then quickly want to do a little team power ranking. We did individuals last time, so want to touch up on the teams. Won't talk too much about it because I know the high school specialist over here is antsy to get going, but um, we do want to talk about that. For women, I got UC fifth, Miami fourth, OU third, High State second, and your Toledo woman, Rocket Nation. Woo, first. go Rockets. I mean, yeah, I... I we already talked about it, but dang, they're really important. They're really running well. Uh, men's side, uh, after that performance, Otterbein, I got them at fifth. I mean, fast times all around for their varsity. That's going to be, I really do think, a top five team uh, when it's all said and done in Division Three. Um, I'm having fifth here because of the teams ahead of them are also really strong. Fourth, we talked about it, Toledo. Uh, really good times at Nuttycomb, maybe not the fastest of times, but it's not a crazy fast course. And I think, like I said earlier, I know I sound like a broken record. Once they get to a fast course, you'll see fast times. But this is also cross-country, so it's more about head-to-head, and they, they, they beat some good teams. Third, I have our boys. So you can't say we're too biased because I have us at third, Walsh University. And, I mean, I could say a lot about us. I, I think we can do a lot better, obviously. I think we are going to perform better when it matters. But uh, Zach Rep being a low stick that he is, I mean, 23-14. We were off this weekend, but... We'll see us back in action at Lockhaven next Saturday against Finley and some other teams. So uh, we'll have us at third. Uh, UC second, and that's with two really strong front runners, Tyler Worth and Milo Greeter from last week's Lewis, or two weeks ago's Louisville race, 23-21, 23-26. And their fives at 24-30. Uh, yeah, they're really good. And then number one, Miami. I mean, their lactic time is 14-20 uh, average for their top five. And, you know, I think whatever. I mean, I don't know if that's truly accurate or not, but that's faster than any other teams on here is. Uh, except for Toledo, but Toledo hasn't ran that fast course, like I said. And, yeah, they just have everything. They have a good low stick and a good pack. So that's why I have them there. No love for the Penguins? <laughs> Honorable mentions. Honorable mentions? Well, yeah, they're up top, top's good. I'd say their five would have to be a little stronger to compete with some of these teams, uh, just from what I've seen so far. It uh, uh, doesn't mean they can't, and they, I'm sure they could beat these teams, but it's hard to say, too, because there's no head-to-head battles on them, sure. you know. I'll say for the most part, too, I feel like it's close. You know, I don't feel there's, like, no. a lot of gap between yeah. every there's team no in these rankings. It was it, hard to make this. I agree. These are very loose rankings, by the way. Yeah. Very subjective loose rankings. What's yeah. hard in college, no one races a lot. Everyone races at different courses. You know, it's 
it's hard it's, to compare. It's, it's hard to compare, and it's man. tight. It's yeah, tight. It really Why is. she goes races a five point two mile course on hard course? How do we how do we gauge that? You can't. I mean, you really can't. And that's why it's fun to do these rankings. To I mean, it's subjective, of course, mm-hmm. but it, it I mean, it, it makes it fun to talk about. Yeah, we'll get we'll get a good look at how all this plays out because um, Cincinnati, Miami, and YC are yeah. all going to race at the D one region Toledo together. as well, obviously. And Toledo, so. And then obviously Otterbein and JCU Walsh. You know, Walsh we, we won't race against too many teams in Ohio. Yeah. Finley, obviously, but yeah. Um, so a couple more things for the college part, and then we'll move on to Graham over here. The high school specialist. Yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's what they call him. Uh, performance of the week. Nathan, take us away. All right, so uh, I got my guy, Obzafeta. This guy's been sure. on fire. Uh, let's go back 2350 once again. The lactic rating was there. I mean, he just competed really well against a competitive field and just has not sold once in a race. So no, really looking no, forward no to see out. How uh, Obes if I can uh, run the rest of the season. So, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, performer on the women's side, I had to go with Carmen Rihanna for that sub twenty. That was disgusting. Uh, Team wise, Toledo for women's. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then men's probably. Men's Miami. Had to be Miami. Miami all day. Yeah. Uh, lastly, want to give a little shout out to the women that are uh, ran for Ohio. Lydia Miller, she ran for Thomas Warrington. She ran. She runs for Lipscomb. She got fourth at that Texas A&M meet twenty twenty. Uh, Olivia Howell, you guys probably remember her from Solon. She was so dominant for them. She runs for Illinois. Uh, she got third at the Bradley Pink at 2009.8. Then Nudicombe, we had... Nudicombe, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I, I've pronounced Nudicom. that wrong my entire life. And I've been making fun of for my entire life. pronouncing it wrong. It's like how you pronounce uh, Tiffers Tiffers. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I, Central Ohio slang, I guess. Or, uh, sure. Whatever you call it. Uh, Sam Bush, 18th place at Nudicombe. That's insane. 2012. Then Sydney Seymour. She's a transfer from Tennessee. She was so good from Tennessee. And now she's at NC State, arguably like one of the best teams of all time on the women's side. Yeah. And she got 21st, 2018. Um, oh, one last thing. We got a brand new segment called Rapid Fire Questions. Oh, boy. Nathan, this one goes out to you. We'll do this real fast. I don't know what this is. Um, yeah, Nathan, Hunter hasn't told us about this yet. Yeah, this so. is no, it's, it's called a pop, it's a pop quiz, you know. Uh, pop quiz. Just making sure that you've done your research, Nathan. Oh, boy. Uh, well, okay, so this is my question to you. Um, and, Noah, if you want to chime in, you can. Uh, we're going to look at three of the Ohio conferences that are coming up here in the next few weeks. Uh, OAC for D3, GMAC D2, MAC for D1. I want you two to give me your, who do you think, individually and team-wise, will win. And it might not be Ohio individual or team. I mean, Eastern Michigan's a really good team in the MAC, but just off a of feel, who do you think is going to win, you guys, in those? We'll start with the D3, OAC, and work our way down to the MAC and D1. All right. Uh, that's pretty easy on the individual yeah. side. I mean, how do you not... Uh, choose Alex Stella. What? Gonna... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but 2-3, I'm going to go, mm, this is tough. It's in between uh, Hayes and Yakin. Yeah. Who do you put at 2-3? and three? I'm going to, you know what? I love my Outerbahn boys, but I'm going to go Simon Hayes at 2 because he has that uh, national experience. He's been at a lot of national meets. I mean, yeah. I'm going to go Yakin 3. And then on the team side, uh, Outerbahn pulls up the upset. Yeah. Upset's okay. JCU. I like it. That's my I take. like it. Yeah. I like that too. I don't know if I got Otterbein over JCU or not, but I, I think it's I think it's it'll be t- close. Yeah, let's go uh, GMAC. Uh, <laughs> not to say any bias, but <laughs> yeah, is it pretty obvious that Krebs Walsh? I think yeah. so. I don't I don't really Northwood I mean, uh, probably team wise going to be a strong second place. Yeah, uh, I mean, and then for the individuals, I mean Fisher Fisher Krebs. I think Fisher might have an outside shot on it. Maybe we'll see. It's you have to race it. Lucky, I'm trying it. to put my name up in there, so we'll see. Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, I forgot right. about Nathan. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just kidding. Yeah, I, this I, the individual side is going to be crazy because we've only really reached each other 
at uh, All Ohio, we'll and that's first we'll, meet of the we'll year. See, but yeah, Lock Haven will be a good yeah. battle mm-hmm. between us, and then we'll see how the Cedarville guys come in. And also a Zane Aldridge yeah. from Northwood battling injury. He's coming back from I believe he ran yeah. twenty five uh, oh one or oh two yeah, or something. Still got a ways to go, but at its best, he can definitely be up. What there. What was he at the regional meet last year? Fourth, right? That's imp- and that's a race that you were. I got eighth. Eighth. He's That's good. impressive. He's good. Yeah. Lastly, Max. Ooh. <laughs> Why did I almost say Josh Park? Because <laughs> he's using his ninth year this year. Oh. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm going to go Obe Zepeda. I mean. Yeah. I mean, Baldwin Madison might. He's, he's got the going to say, times. too. He's, I mean, he's a stud. What's the creds on Baldwin? 1330, 740. He's got, got a million things. He's, he's ran in some track pro guy, stuff in Europe. He, he's yeah. crazy. He's getting, he can run a good good time the course. Definitely more of a track guy, though. But, I mean, you go up Zafeta. I mean, it's your, it's your, it's your pop quiz. Here. I'm going to go with my boy up Zafeta. You know, okay. he's been on fire this year. I'm sticking with it. Oh, Zafeta, you're winning, bro. And Just go team? for it. What about team? It's fine. You're Eastern Michigan, basically. Mm. Maybe Toledo. Maybe Toledo, Toledo. men are strong. Um, it could be close. I mean, I have yeah. to take a look. You know, things change a little mm-hmm. bit once you get into those small races. Mm-hmm. Losick doesn't matter quite as much. Right. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Miami. I'm going to stick to my cards. Perfect. I'm going to stick to my cards. All right. Honey, you sticking with that too? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Um, Graham, we ready? Talk I'm ready. Talk about the high schoolers. Ready to Conference roll. Conference weekend. Let's hit it. Ready to roll. Yes, I got a little sir. special segment following this today. I'm going to highlight some, oh, some of the freshman boys and girls in Ohio. Some really cool stuff happening right now. Um, but for the most part, everyone's coming off. They were either off this weekend or they had their conference meet. Really, and as far as my research goes, there's nothing too crazy. All the guys we ranked last week won. Same with the women. Um, no insane times around the state. Nothing too crazy. Ackley recorded another 15-minute um, performance. Uh, more 14.56. Sub fifteen, still sub fifteen. <laughs> yeah, it's just uh, more more consistency. He's running faster than he was um, all last year. That was uh, the biggest performance. I think the next one was Tommy Rice, fifteen oh five six nine. At nine. Okay, so not quite as low as I thought it was. Yeah. Um, some other guys that were starting to flirt with him, but actually, Ackley, Ackley, um, does that make his percentage? Four out of five. Is he is he shooting eighty percent right now? Yes, he is. Eighty percent sub fifteen. Yep. What did, Nathan, what's that called again? What have you been saying about that? I haven't been saying nothing. No, bro. no, I mean about the, the Dustin Hoarder stat. Oh yeah, that's a Dustin Hoarder stat, right that's there. That's a Dustin Hoarder stat. Would, would definitely have done that. Yeah. That's... So I think that that's something that's really cool. Um, I want to hop into the. Uh, so I just got. I'm not going to get into freshman rankings necessarily, but I'm just going straight strictly off of time. I want to talk about some different. I'll start with the boys a little bit. Um, some cool stuff. Number five, Keaton Stanford's from Marysville. Freshman, he ran 15:55 this year. Ran a lot of low 16 stuff. He ran 9:49 for a full two mile on the grass what? as a freshman. I'm not sure how kind of you guys were sitting, but as around, that's pretty deadly. Um, uh, so I thought that that was pretty cool. Number four, I got Mick Temple from Pick North. He's ran 15:44. Um, he's gone sub-16 in half of his start this year, and he just won his conference in 1556 against a pretty solid field. Um, that's pretty cool. Now, four and five both ran at Burlington Dash. Pretty quick course, but I think that's that, that's how rankings are going to go around the board. Everyone runs their right. PRs. Yeah. I, now, this is where it gets really interesting. These top three, I had a really fun time kind of looking at, and I was comparing a lot of stuff from last year because um, you'll see Luke Snyder from Ripman. He's won eight of his nine meets. He's ran 15.37 this year. He's only been under 16 twice, but he's been around that 16 flat mark a lot. He was f- in the middle school state meet and track. He ran 4.35. Mm. So, I mean, that's just crazy. Mm. He was fourth 
and 435, which is crazy. You'll see the next two guys that I got above him. Um, but some of the freshmen just killing. I mean, 1537 as a freshman is oh crazy. God. You're talking about even if you can, regardless of the course, if you can repeat that at the state yes. meet, that is blistering. That's a dozen order stat right there again. There man. you go. At number two is Marcus Edelman from New Philly. So in middle school, he ran 206 at the middle school state meet. More importantly, he ran 431 Bro. for third, which Bro, is what? crazy. Jeez. So 431 for third. And he's ran 15.35 this year. Half of his starts are under 16. Um, I'm really interested to see what he uh, does kind of as the season progresses. He's coming off of his conference meet that he actually got second at. But it'll, it'll be just kind of cool to see how the season develops. Number one, this kid's crazy. So he's Landon Kimmel from Tippecanoe. He holds a PR of 15.21. Where's that at? Uh, now that was at a meet down in Kentucky where a lot of the Valkyrie Did invites. Did you get that wheel down in Kentucky yet or no? Didn't get it, didn't <laughs> yeah. get it down there yet, but yeah. it doesn't really matter because he yeah. said, he said, even if you don't like his 1521 PR, he's still all of his starts this year, except for his very first invitational at 1607, which is still fast for a freshman. He has gone under 16 every time. He just won his conference meet in 1530 or in 1545 the week before that. He's ran 944 for a full two mile. I mean, this kid ran 426 in middle school. 426 won the middle school state meet, which is just insanity. So I want to bring these into a perspective for a little bit. So I just gave you five guys that are all under uh, 16 minutes. Between the three of us here, just for uh, some comparison, Nathan's freshman year, he was the fastest kid in Ohio, fastest freshman in Ohio, ran 1605. That wouldn't even put him top five this That's year. I think he'd be cool, seventh. Though. That's back in 2017. Back in 2017. Jeez. Yeah. No, my freshman year, there was one kid who ran 1558 one time, and then in Hunter's freshman year, no one was under 16. What so, year was that? 1998. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 2013. Old man over here. But regardless, I still think it's crazy. Like, And I want to get into this a little bit after I uh, talk about the women, but just it's crazy how fast the freshmen are running right now. I mean, these are legit, like, fast times against real opponents. Um, It'll be really cool to see how they yeah. do come postseason. Question, Graham. Is Tippic a new D1 still? Yes. What do you think that guy will play for State? That's a good that's question. That's what I don't know. That I think there's so, I think there's the... so much that goes into it. Yeah. Uh, just being a – I mean, freshman going to 5K, you run, he's running – He's going to be in deeper fields than he's ever been before. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't know if it's going to matter. He's won all but one start this year. Hmm. Um, I mean, I think he's he's going to be ready. Uh, that will definitely be something to look cool and talk about um, yeah. as we get into more of these podcasts. For sure. Do we know what the highest place is ever as a freshman at the OHSAA Division One State Cross Country Division meet? Division One. Um, uh, I don't know about cross, but I know in track, uh, a kid 10 years, uh, probably 10, 11, 12 years ago won it. 3,200, Zach Wills of yes. uh, Dang. Mason. Mason, and he went to Oklahoma State. So he he's the last one I know. Cross country, I don't know. Maybe I'm, not. I know Ackley was 22nd his freshman year. Yeah. I honestly haven't looked Dustin into that too much. Dustin was 14th, thinks one of the highest I've seen it. 14th his freshman year? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. But um, the fastest yeah. ice. So I just quick search. No, Rattucci. Rattucci just got ninth two years ago. Sam Rattucci. Yeah, Rashudi. Rashudi. Sam Rashudi. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> so something, I, you know, quick search here, just pull up the freshman PRs. Landon Kim was the fastest freshman time ever in Ohio by eight wow. seconds behind Zach oh. Wills. Now, like I said, it'll be interesting to see once we get um, into more of these postseason meets, everyone's on the same playing field, things like that. As far as PRs go, Jeff C. from Middletown ran 1546 at the state meet. He got 12th. Okay. Um, 
but that might be something that'd be cool to come back and yeah. look at. Check that out. Um, get go through the girls real quick. Um, pretty cool. Same thing. These are pretty quick times. Uh, but Cameron Walker Unioto, eighteen twenty eight. Um, don't want to dispute about times and too much. Not she was fifth in the middle school state meet in track. Um, but she ran faster there than she at this Unioto meet than she did at Saturday Night Lights, which to my knowledge is a typically a pretty quick meet. But regardless, great for her. Number four, Aubrey Smith from Grove City. She ran 18.22. She ran 5.10 in track as well as 2.25 um, podiumed in the uh, mile. So number three, Caitlin Carr-Smithville. She's gone 18.15, been under 18.30, handful of times. Um, she did make the middle school state meet in track, but didn't podium in either and has really just kind of been on a tear all year long. So great for Caitlin. Uh, number two, another Caitlin, Caitlin Reese from Avon. She's ran 18.11. Um, she's been uh, around five or I'm sorry, 18.30, five different times now. Um, nothing too crazy coming off a of track season, what I found. Um, none of those like state meet performance like some of the other ladies on this list, but regardless, good for her. At number one, and this was really the real crazy one, I felt like with the boys, we had top three uh, men were all pretty crazy. This one is really um, Effa Pasca Mason. She ran 17.30 this year. Um, and when you compare that to a lot of the state meets, I mean, there's a lot of your 17.30 would win. 17.30 yeah. is top two, three, yeah. four. Um, she's only won twice this year. She did have another time under 18, which makes me a little concerned about that 17.30. But when I go look at the uh, men's, um, the men for Mason, who ran, she just ran that at her conference meet last weekend, uh, all their times were comparable to what they've been running all season. None of the men, a uh, few of the men PR, PR'd, but nothing too crazy that stood out. So I'm really interested to see how she'll fare. She um, is coming off a phenomenal middle school career. She ran five flat in 218, two-time state champ on the track. Um, I mean, five flat as an eighth grader is just insanity. Oh, that might um, put you close to all Ohio as a high schooler. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It would uh, it, it will every year. I mean, yeah. D1 can get a little risky. D2 last year was the fastest mile ever in Ohio uh, on the women's side. Yeah. But you're right. You're running five flat oh. then. And Mason has a historic, um, I mean, historically developed athletes very well. So that'll be definitely cool to see, see as she progresses. The next um, Angela Bizzari. We'll see. Whoa. We'll see. I didn't, Man. nothing too crazy when I was kind of looking at uh, compared to our three classes, kind of where the women were at. Um in Nathan's class, there were two girls that went 1726 and 1735 as freshmen. Um, put into a little bit comparison, Grace Hartman, 1803 Oakwood, runs for NC State now, just an animal, multiple uh, state champ, broke the mile state record at one point. Um, she's crazy, but just going to be interesting to see how kind of those things develop. But kind of want to open up to you guys a little bit. Sure. So why are freshmen running so fast now? Is it because courses are faster? Is training better? Are spikes better? Are we just in deeper races? I think one thing that I was uh, interested, so the middle school like track state meet didn't exist until, what would that be, five or six years ago. And now that we've gotten really? down that a little yeah. bit, yeah, really. The like that, the, Now they hold an OHSAA state oh, meet. it was OHSAA. Right, so now you, have to, okay. now you have to qualify on a okay. performance list. You can only make it. It's not like a pay-to-play yeah. where it's just a competitive invite. Uh, like this that. is really yeah. the best middle schoolers. And I feel that's pushing everyone into more meets with more competitive people. I mean, you look at, I mean, a middle school running 426, That's are there... 10 people ever in the United States that have done that as an eighth grader? Like, I, I don't know these stats, but there's got to be very few. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, Nathan, you were the fastest freshman your middle school year. You were in 1605. Yeah. And you 
suck this year. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Good way to put it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that these freshmen are running so fast now because I'm going to credit it to social media um, and the influence of training and influence from other people. I mean, if you look at social media, I feel like uh, over COVID, like we had like the rise of like 10 man and like all these professional athletes, like showing the ins and outs and a lot of like pe- people that uh, these kids are looking up to. Right. Just like coming on social media and everything is just more accessible now. Like the workouts that these people do sure. and uh, training philosophy and stuff like that. Training is more accessible. Yeah, training is more accessible. And oh, so yeah. people are getting smarter. I was uh, actually looking back at my training from when my freshman year. And at the time, I thought that <laughs> what I was doing was great. Like, oh, my gosh, this yeah. is perfect. This is so much better than what I was doing in middle school. Because middle school, I was doing uh, Lord knows what. <laughs> Whatever my coach <laughs> Probably was Probably not too much running at 5 degree. <laughs> but my freshman year, I was doing, like, all kinds of crazy stuff on my own in the summer. I mean, when I got in season, the training was just what it was. It was fine. Just classic mile repeats and intervals. But people just know better now, straight up. Oh, and I want to credit Strava. Now it's becoming more than competitive, like not only in your races, but in your training. People are looking at their competitors and seeing what they're doing for training, and they're wanting to one-up them, and they're learning what they do, and they're trying to just learn so there's just more knowledge sure well people start to realize what they're doing is not good you take good athletes or people who really want to be good they see all these other good athletes these good teams doing vastly different workouts than what they're doing but the best there's similarities amongst and now you can get so much you can get outside coaching you can hire people from across the country to do all these different things i was gonna shout out myself dang it you still Uh (laughs) yeah if you need some training lane eight ohio i will coach you legitimately good good stuff um yeah, no, I just want to piggyback on what Nate said. I, I think all of his reasons are what I would say. It's just the, the, the social aspect of it all, how it, it's so much easier for all this stuff. I know a lot of people might say that it's the shoes, the dragonflies, <laughs> and the next percent, that stuff. I don't think so. I think, I don't yeah, either. I think it might help, sure. Yeah, I don't, it, I don't it helps, think, of course. But when, I, when it all comes to said and done, you gotta, like, it's you running that race. I don't think it's your shoes. I feel like people are just better now, flat out better. Shoes or not shoes. Especially on a cross course. Yeah. I mean, track and road, could, road especially, can have a different conversation with uh, the vapor flies. Yeah. But, I mean, grass is the I great mean, equalizer. You get the same you return me. no matter what you put on it, probably. You know? just, just about, just yeah. About. Um, back to Graham, I did do some quick research on the fastest uh, 1600 ever in middle school for USA. The first one's wrong. It says... <laughs> Some dude in 2015 in middle school went 332, so I, <laughs> <laughs> he got 23rd place, so we're just going to throw that one out the window. <laughs> Second place, though, this looks legit. It was at the Nike Outdoor Nationals meet in 2007 for middle schoolers. Sure. It's, or maybe not middle school because he had 8th place, but kid went 412 for 1600. That's bro, crazy. Out of, uh, Maryland. Josh Tebo, 2007. Is this legit? This is legit because all these kids have it from the same uh, meet, so this is definitely legit. We got any idea where my boy Landon Kimmel 426 would be at? See yeah. him make it? Yeah, he does. Yeah, he gets thirteenth of all time out of what Mile Split has. I mean, it sure. only goes back to two thousand whatever three. Sure, but how many before that? How yeah. many ran four twenty six before that? You know what I mean? Uh, I don't that's know. True. But we'll guess we'll never so this know. This kid this legitimately might be a top. Well, this would be twelfth because the first one doesn't count. A top twelve miler in U.S. middle school history, Landon Kimmel. Good for him. We're gonna have to follow that progression the next few years. It'll be might cool. be something special, yeah, for sure. All right. Well, that's all I got as far as uh, high school goes. Hunter and Nathan, Great. anything to add? Um, do you want to do a performer of the week for both men and women for high schoolers? you have anything? Uh, I got to go. Effa Pasca, 1730 yeah. at her um, sure. 
at our conference meet, and same as last week, but I mean, Ackley going under 15, the next guy was over 10 seconds away. Um, like to mix up some different names in there. Um, but it's hard to argue with that for now. Really so is. he's been so dominant. So we'll see. All right, one last little segment before uh, we'll call it wraps. Uh, question of the week. Uh, this time, favorite running movie of all time. We'll start with you guys. Okay, I'm trying to think of this one movie. I don't know the title to the movie. Dang it. Give me a I name. should know. Give me the runner's name. Well, oh. think, think about that for a second. I'm a big McFarlane USA <laughs> yes. guy. That's what a lot of people say. There's probably a lack of running movies out there. Maybe that's that, the uh, oh, maybe that's the next world that we need to get into after yeah. we get this oh, podcast yeah. going. But, <laughs> but uh, McFarlane USA for sure. It's a good one. Okay, so all right, hear me out. It's this movie, okay? Brief okay. synopsis of the story. Uh, his older brother goes to jail, and he's like, he grew up running because he had to like run between like this port and his house to get like to sell drugs or something like that and pay for his like family stuff. And then he started to run, and his coach had him do like all this crazy stuff for training. But eventually, it was really good. And then the story ends with him trying to run like at a state meet and then he does really bad and then like the next day he goes out all angry and runs like 356 in the mile or something by himself <laughs> i know what you're talking about see? i've seen it before i don't i have this. seen it see he knows i'm I not have, just making this up it's called like sub four four minute mile or something like oh, that that's an easy name i should have just said sub four it's something like that i don't know and actually i'm actually going to change my answer um you guys familiar with the movie unbroken yeah, yeah. I'm broken. Zamper- Louis Zamperini. Zamperini. Love that movie. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. That's Great what I'm changing story. my answer to. Dude. Actually, I'm going to change my an- answers uh, to grown-ups, too. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of running. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Hunter. Let's hear it. Uh, I got to go without limits. It's the classic pre-fontory. Ah, pre-fontory. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> blooper. Blooper. Uh, Steed, pre-fontaine story. Uh, you know, I th- he's been my favorite runner of all time. Uh, if you're around me, you know that. I just... I have a poster in my apartment of Steve Prefontaine. I love that guy. I love his story. I love his attitude. Uh, yeah, without limits, it's such a good movie. I might take his. I might take Prefontaine's advice uh, this upcoming week. A lot of which one? Uh, the best pace is a suicide pace, and today is a good day to die. die. I like it. I love it. All right, honey, you want to wrap us up? Yeah. Oh, one last thing though. Check out uh, our Instagram Talk and Shot Running Podcast. We're gonna throw some polls in for our next few episodes where you guys, the audience, gets to kind of. Uh, answer the question of the week we thought that'd be kind of fun so uh check it out check us out for that and uh yeah thanks a lot for tuning in um this has been talk and shop and we'll uh, we'll see you next time yep number one running podcast in ohio you heard it see you folks